candy in my mouth during the beginning. God damn it. I think I'm not keeping that in. You're sorely mistaken. You need to cut that shit out. Hello, hello, everyone out there in podcast land. It's another glorious day here at the Couple of Critics compound. That's right, the CCC. It's not a compound. Other people don't come here and record podcasts here. Shut up, shut up. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And I uh, tried to eat one of these Reese's Pieces Reese cups. (laughs) um, And things didn't work out. What the fuck are you doing, you piece of shit? (laughs) You got a funny hairdo going on because you... You also have a bad camera phone. Oh, yeah. My camera is busted as shit on my phone, but it's still taking pictures decently. But you got to like... It almost looks like a pompadour going on right now. Lucky From the you. headphones sticking it up on top of your head. Yeah, the headphones are holding my hair up because I think it's warm. You're killing two birds with one stone. Hair tie and headphones. Bam, bam. You need to sell this to the public. And I also really just hate birds. What's your problem with birds? So if I can kill as many of them at a time, then I think that's I'm fine with that. There are too many of them. <laughs> that's the that's the reason. Just yeah, too many. you got to thin the numbers we to the herd. We don't need that many birds. <laughs> well, I mean, as we know, there is this the theory. Nope, I don't. I don't want even want to talk about. <laughs> Just kidding. Stupid fucking conspiracy bullshit. <laughs> oh, you don't believe that all birds are robots? I think that's silly. Do you think that some times that there are surveillance birds in maybe specific areas not here in this town fuck no not in this town not in most towns if it, but that uh, but pretending that all birds aren't real and they're all just robots shut up i i can believe that somebody does have surveillance birds in action to hide amongst real birds those are pla- it seems like places and cities that could afford something like that would just have visible surveillance on the yeah, streets. They want you to know that they're seeing you. That's like part of the thing. That's part of the hindering the crime rate is just them having their big brother eyes on you. But a bird could it. perch on a windowsill Ooh. and look inside your house. Quote the raven nevermore. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what that means, but you can continue saying stuff like that if you'd like to. That's The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. The Raven. The locks were like the Raven. Sure, I'll say that even. Her bonnie brown was Brent. What? Her bonnie brown was bent? Was Brent. Brent? I don't know if it's from... It might be from The Raven itself, but Bobby would always uh, quote it in a weird voice. Your bonnie brown is bent. I don't think you're saying the right words. I just know quote the Raven nevermore, mostly because of that Simpsons episode where Homer Simpson is the the guy, and then the 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 the, the Raven is Bart as a Raven. You know what I'm talking about? And he says, "I do remember that." And he says, "Man, maybe even a cowabunga in there." And then he skateboards down the hall. It sounds about right. <laughs> Are you looking up this? Bernie Brown Brownies Basquerade? What's a Basquerade? That's a Masquerade with a B at the beginning. This is not entertaining for anyone. We're here to talk about stuff. 
Yeah, we are, especially when you like ramble like yeah. that. It's definitely not interesting. Now you kind of have a uh, Edward Scissorhands haircut going on. You ever seen Edward Scissorhands? Of course. That movie is a strange, and I think it was like the last movie with Vincent Price acting role. I don't remember him being in it. He's the creator of Edward, Mister Scissorhands himself. He's the the maker, the toy maker. He's basically Frankenstein. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, that I makes just, sense. I just now realized that that story is basically Frankenstein, but just made with a Frankenstein, a Scissorhands man. A, a smooth lady killing 1990s heartthrob. He killed ladies? Jeanne Depp. When did he kill ladies? With oh, his look, good he's looks. a lady killer? Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Dumb dumb. I'm a dumb dumb. I'm a dumb dumb. You just get excited and you're like, real murder? Uh, you like murder too. Yeah, but I listen to the context of conversations so I know what actually is going on. And, I and I'm be- not just like, I hear a word. So for me, I'm just going to take it in this other direction because I'm not hearing all of the words together. I want to be in the thick of it. Really get into the murder with my hands. Really feel the guts. So we are here this week because I gave Sam an album to review. She did. It's not lies. And No, I'm telling the truth. Tell the truth. Not here to uh, pull anyone's chain. Oh, I tried to do the growl. Yeah, that was a, supposed to be a growl. Not even the cat is impressed. Fuck that cat. Fuck you, cat. He doesn't care about anything. Nope. Now, we are doing an album this week by the band Weezer called Pinkerton. It is their second studio album. It was released September 24th, 1996. Okay. And it was originally meant to be a rock opera entitled Songs from the Black Hole. A rock opera? Yeah, that was the initial plan, and then they scrapped the idea. And I read some things that I was not aware of, and... Assuming that it's all true, they chose to not use a producer for this album, and it was just kind of more like raw emotion. It was written in between uh, Rivers Cuomo, the lead singer's terms at Harvard. Terms? Yes. Like he attended Harvard? Yes. Okay. So. If you're going to tell me he was teaching Harvard when he was like 17 and he's a super genius? No, he's just an emotional emo kid. Okay. And a smart, emotional emo kid, it sounds like. Yeah, I'd say so. He's got them grades, baby. He has those grades. Um, and they so they already dropped their album that most people are familiar with. Their most popular album, I would still say to this day, is their very first album, the Blue Album. Yeah, that's got like... What's with this home is dissing my girl. Buddy Holly. Has the, the, the sweater song. If you want to destroy my sweater. Oh. And Any then, others that I can sing for you? Yeah, for sure. See, you ready to sing? See if I know it. How about Say It Ain't So? Say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> Very. Wait, isn't that the same song where he's like, something about a hiney? Uh-huh. What does he say? I can't I don't remember. remember. I don't know. I don't know either. 
this battle of Stevens. Awakened the chip feelings. This was on rock band. That's why I know the words now. Okay, so this album, like I said, came out in 1996. It's very uh, in our time frame. Uh, I assume this is not something that you are familiar with, Sam. Nope. You are one of those one-and-done Weezer fans. You like the Blue Album, in and out, done. I'm okay with the Blue Album. I've never owned it. I thought you did own it when you were younger. No. It was one of those albums where I was like, you always heard it from people that liked music more than I did. Like, ah, the Blue Album's good. And I've heard songs off of it. You've played songs off of it. And I recognize some songs off of this that you've played around me. So Interesting. Yeah. Well, there were three singles off of this album. Not ones that I necessarily would have guessed because I wasn't familiar with this stuff during the time. Weezer is something that bled from... I've got Beth, I've got Jesse... I've got Bobby, uh, like the Sharon, that whole group, the nerd, the nerdy band kids for sure really liked Weezer. Oh, yeah. Phil Call. Should I not say that name? I don't think it matters. You could you could at least just say the first name. Phil. <laughs> he fucking loved that nerd stuff. They seemed innocent. Yeah. And the first album was, you know... Buddy Holly, it was good ear candy and stuff. And then with this album, they got a little more emo. This is probably kind of in the idea of the birth of the emo sound. Interesting. It's more raw and emotional. And one thing that I read, which I thought was super interesting, is that when this album came out, Rivers, the lead singer, described this as getting wasted, telling someone off at a party, and then waking up the next morning and regretting everything. So he fucking hated this album when it came out, I guess. <laughs> but he hated it because it was so poorly received critically. But over time, it has become a huge cult classic. And a lot of Weezer fans will consider this album their favorite. Interesting. Pinkerton. So let's go ahead and get into this album. What's say? What's their deal with colors? Do they do that a lot? I don't know what that okay. means. I don't. I can't tell you anything about Weezer. All right, <laughs> good to know now. <laughs> you should look stuff like that up yourself if you have I, questions. Nope, that's for me to ask you. And then why get harassed that I don't that you don't know the answer? You're not harassed. Oh, I just think you ask me questions about I'm, the band as I'm if harassed. I am like a huge Weezer fan, I don't know. and yeah, I never you am. Are. And then you get really defensive and act like I'm being an asshole. I don't know. Maybe they were. Yeah, maybe they were. <sighs> okay. Come on, Elaine. Play the songs. <laughs> I'm trying to, but you won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let's listen to song number one, Tired of Sex. Sounds like the beginning of a rancid album. Until then. Very... Uh, garage rock sounding oh yeah the drums are super dirty like they got almost like a distortion huge room sound and the song's about being tired of being promiscuous and meaningless sex and things that don't matter jeez rivers he was in college just cause you didn't go to college and get your dick touched that much 
I, if I, even if I did go to college, I wouldn't have had my dick touched that much. Le- I repel women. You. It's odd that you're still here. <laughs> well, you had a girlfriend back home. So you weren't like a single man when you went to your little school thing. She was succumbed by the devil. She saw the snake on the tree and thought that's what she wanted. <laughs> this is uh, a lot of out-of-key singing on this album. But I like it. I mean, like it in quotations because everything now is perfect. Everyone's, you know, even if it's not done perfectly in the studio, they do things to it to make it be perfect, whether that's an auto-tune a little bit. And this has a very distorted sound. Yeah, it all seems very quick, almost. Like they didn't... What do you mean? Like they just made it quick. Mm-hmm. Didn't let a lot of things that could bother them bother them, you know? Like they almost wanted a raw, dirty sound. Yeah, I think that's part of getting rid of the the producer to make it much heavier than their first album. I mean, as heavy as Weezer can be, but this is definitely heavier and whinier. There's a lot of whine factor in this, where, yeah, his voice is not as clean, and I do prefer this Weezer. They went in a very clean, much more poppy direction as time went on, and I did not... I Yeah, I was not on board for that. With, like, uh... That's always the big... Because they still had a lot of that Weezer in them for the first few albums. And then that that just turned a corner of, oh, you guys are just trying to make radio hits now. Yeah, and then they did that Africa song. Which honestly was perfect for them because of what they are and aren't capable of doing. Like, it's not a... It's not a demanding song in any way, but it's just not like a very strong song. But I think it kind of makes sense for Weezer to not pick like a huge song because they probably couldn't pull it off. That song was huge, though. Apparently that button is not working. (sighs) Jeez. Now what? I don't remember. Why not? Because something happened that I have to edit out. <laughs> it had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but it's what moved my brain away. Okay. So that was the sur- the first song. God damn it. What was I going to say? I don't know, but you seem kind of irritable. No, I'm not irritable. I just don't... I'm at a block now. And I don't remember what I was going to say or what I was saying. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you weren't saying much of anything at all. <laughs> Ah, fake insults just to try and keep it moving. Faking salts? What's a faking salt? Is that like a smelling salt to fake it till you make it? No, I said fake insults. Oh, fake (laughs) insults. I feel like you purposefully try and detract just to be a shit. So that wasn't you doing that on purpose? I just thought the words I heard out of your mouth were faking salts. I don't know why, but okay. Because I didn't think of the word phrase fake insults. I feel like you're not really here. Like you're too tired and your brain's somewhere else today. Nope, I'm here. Sam's been, because uh, Sam likes going through f- phases of things. <laughs> and he's com- almost completely abandoned uh, skateboarding, it seems. It's not skateboarding season for Sam. It's too hot. 
And I need it fall and winter. So you need to be just standing out in the grass with the sun beating down on you with no shade and golfing. That's yeah. better for you. Most of my time is spent in a golf cart feeling that breeze, baby. Zoom, zoom, zoom. That's 80% of the fun. Sitting in a golf cart? Driving the golf cart into places you're not supposed to drive the golf cart. You don't spend that much time driving a golf cart because you have to like wait behind other people golfing. Uh, sometimes. If you got the fucking golf cars open and free, you can ride like the wind. And once again, drive into places that they would prefer you not to drive. But those are the fun places. It's interesting how you told me that uh, Zach told you now that he's been hanging out with you more he understands when i say that you really are like a kid like you just have shit kid (laughs) instincts to like i'm not supposed to do this (laughs) you're just a natural born shit it's what's fun to me and what's funny is i don't think of it like i'm gonna be a shit i just go Ooh, fun. Yeah, you're just a natural born (laughs) shit. It's just built into you. But what's crazy is that a lot of people have that and they just lose it over time. You've never lost. I mean, you will be a 70 year old man being like, (laughs) and just like driving places you're not supposed to and being rude to children. Oh, yeah. It's going to be wonderful. Shut up, you little shit. (laughs) I don't know if you'll be mean to them you'll probably just say it under your breath and just laugh to yourself and be in your own warped world i suppose i'm gonna carry a little fart machine and be like ah kid you let one fly i'm sure your sphincter will be so loose by then it won't be hard for you to do that naturally sam let's move along to the next track (laughs) get you this gets so whiny now, do you hear whininess in the music at all? Like, I know you're saying it's whiny, and obviously that should come from rivers. No, I think it's mostly rivers. I think the music is kind of, like, doomy, but I don't think it's... Because sometimes... I think it's... I, for me, I hear it mostly with rivers. Oh, it's a lot in rivers. But sometimes I can hear the chord structure they chose, and it is... Not gloomy. It is a sad choice. It's like the emotional choice. I thought you were going to say like the wussy choice. I could call it that too. (laughs) You fall in that that wuss chord structure, boy. Actually, I think You're such an elitist. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) I think about rivers. I like this part. That's like a... Pretty heavy sound right there for a second. For them, yeah, yeah, this is the heaviest that Weezer gets, and I enjoy it. Uh, I think of Rivers sort of not often, but every once in a while because I remember reading something where he like played metal before he started Weezer. His and, favorite band was Kiss. Yeah, so he like like Weezer was a thing to not do metal. Like he specifically said, "I'm not making metal with this." And, yeah. Uh, I think that sometimes. It's hard to not do that, but I think that. What do you mean? Like, as I'm writing music for my own lately, it's trying to steer away from, like... Like you're purposefully trying to stay away from metal? Like, from heavy, heavy metal, yeah. 
it, it still steers into like thrash kind of every once in a while and like a punk sound, but. So are you saying that you kind of naturally want to write like that, but you're pulling yourself away from it out of like what's comfortable? I naturally want to write what's easy, which is just because it's easy. It's what I've done a long time. I want you to figure it out. You can pretty much do it anywhere on the neck and you can write a song. Yeah. So it's just easy. It's almost like I found a formula and I fell into a rut. And while I'm a fan of death metal, there's nothing else that can be done with it, really. It sounds like he's like almost wailing and crying here, by the way. But I don't really oh, get it, it out of the music as much. The music just sounds like thrashy and angsty for them. Again, I'm not, not in the world of thrash and angst, but for yeah. Weezer. That's another example of that chord structure that that does sound angsty and emo to me, whereas it's like... Like the way they stepped up, that's like a real uh, dramatic chord choice in my brain. Mm-hmm. So they both meld together. But Rivers is definitely Fuck doing Mel. this. <laughs> River is definitely doing this like, like, when I think of an emo voice, I think of that like, like where they do that. <laughs> he does that more. You are my. Oh, maybe it's almost. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I was putting a little bit of Cockney in there. Girl, you got it. I got to get you on a track. I can't even think because I never listened to any of that emo stuff. Like, Bobby really liked Dashboard Confessional, and my sister shared a Dashboard Confessional song on Facebook, and I was like, really? <laughs> Weird. In my brain, it sounds like this. Well, you said I wasn't good enough. There you go. I saw you at the mall and you didn't like my lip ring and I was sad. But it's over now! So over now! Very <laughs> accurate. That's screamo. <laughs> Hate it. Hate it. But it's in... It's an emo it's just screaming emo yeah yeah so the idea that this album kind of helped birth that sound and that just raw angsty emotion again but not obviously not being punk or anything by any stretch but just having a little bit of that but it's more like a why me mentality whereas punk guys are like fuck you fuck this i'm mad he's more just like emotional and feeling things and just feeling uh almost overwhelmed yeah he's going back to that 80s like the cure people like the first emos of the 80s mm-hmm. like that's Ugh. that mentality like you're right punks are like i don't give a fuck fuck you this is wrong i'm gonna do whatever i want fuck off mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is more like why are why did you do this i'm kind of a piece of shit so i guess I'm that's just, why i'm just gonna stay in my room and do nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh let's move along to the third track here we have no other one so far we have not gotten to any of the three singles those are all back to back which is interesting and like closer to the end of the album those were oh, okay This has a big, uh, like, sad sound. Like, it's big, but then it's not. Yeah, this part sounds like a carnival to me, almost. And then it drops way down. Now, this is like... I I don't even know if I want to say the word emo. This is just like... 
I miss my girlfriend. Well, and this song is specifically like him saying, my girl lies to me. She's a drug addict. She treats me like shit. But I would rather go through all of that than be alone. Oh, wow. So it's also just like, I'm a giant vagina. (laughs) You can walk all over me. I would rather not be alone. So you can do anything you want and wreck my heart. Please don't leave. (laughs) So it's, it's really sappy. Hey, if this stuff he's actually gone through, then that's cool. It was how he really felt about things, and he felt like a fucking loser, and he wrote about it. And then immediately, once they released it, was just like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. But honestly, I think this is a better idea than your second major album being a rock opera. If you followed up with that Buddy Holly album and yeah. the Sweater Song and Say It Ain't So, which were all huge hits, yeah, with a rock opera, like, who the... But he loves Kiss. That's a big. That's a big order. It is. So I'm glad they scrapped that idea. Opera is like your fifth album. Yeah, you need to have some time <laughs> put in. So people are even ready to take that. Yeah. It's gonna seem like a smack across the face to everyone because no one's gonna see that coming. It almost makes you go like this, like, "Whoa, slow down, buddy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get a little too big for your britches, yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. <laughs> that's a prime example, I would think. I also think it's a good idea because the first that like Buddy Holly, it sounds pretty clean. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea to show that you're a rock and roll band on your second album still. Yeah. Well, because the next album after this, I believe, I'm pretty sure it was the Green album, and then that had like Hash Pipe on it. So they they've always still at least. Oh, I like that song. Yeah. And for a chunk of their the first like four albums, I would say they still had a lot of that rock undertone, which I'm not saying they necessarily fully lost, but they have leaned way more into pop radio oh, yeah. music as time has gone on. Synth kind of stuff. Yeah, and again, you know, if you we talked about this on many different episodes, if you just stay the same as you grow up and your music isn't changing with you, then that kind of seems like you're just trying to fit a mold and not really step outside of that and no one's really usually very uh receptive of that for very long you know unless people you know I mean, then again bon jovi has a lot of hits i was gonna say unless you're slayer <laughs> so yeah so i don't know i guess it just depends but i don't even remember where i was going with that i uh, i I got something in my eye, and it fucking distracted me right at the end. It's my bad eye. It's the fucking cardboard cut eye. Um, I was, oh, I know what I was going to say. There's something about uh, this. I don't remember if it's on the other album or not, but the Weezer multi-people singing. Yeah. And it's just kind of a shout. It's not a scream. It's not like any distortion, but it's just like people in the back, like maybe this far away from the mic, just going, what like, Just. Not even singing, and it there's like sounds like four people almost. I like that because I like group vocals. I like gang vocals, as they call them. I, I like getting gang banged too. Gross, dudes. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> um, I don't see much here of actually telling me. At least just trying to skim through this Wikipedia of you know like vocally what was all given in or by everyone or if it was mostly just rivers 
but I don't think he was the like three only tracks singer. Of Rivers and then like one other guy in the band. I think there's definitely another guy who contributes vocally at least, but I, I don't know if it was the whole band. I don't know that the whole band gets involved. You got multi-tracking at least on the album, you know. Mm-hmm. Probably just mostly Rivers and then the other guy to make him happy, so he doesn't uh, complain that he didn't get to sing on the album. <laughs> Why not me? And he goes, "That's because you don't have these glasses, buddy." Once you get the glasses, you get the asses. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why bother? <laughs> I set them up, you knock them down, baby. So this gets back into more the joyful, kind of standard Weezer, early Weezer sound. This is like a... You better keep whacking. Like, I could almost hear the Aquabats dude writing words over this music. Very happy, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> Why? I don't know what he's saying. I have no idea what any lyrics are on this whole album. Makes sense. That follows suit. Absolutely. I think it's also funny that they, uh, you know, like you. Maybe, maybe it's coming out. <laughs> Not afraid to go into the falsetto. Yeah, the, he's done that on other songs already like that, that we've heard. I like that it's a choice. It almost, it almost seems like you it's do more it more emotional. First. Yeah, but I, I would do it as a. Well, I'm just gonna get over the, like if I'm nervous at all, and I'm just gonna make a dumb noise to my voice, and it's gonna be fun. Maybe just doing it. This happened to me twice before. Just sounded boring. That could be. Maybe it needed something. Yeah. It's a very good point. Crack it open. Let me out of here. Didn't have any pizzazz, you know. It's gonna hurt me. It's gonna kill when you disappear. What it sound like? Yeah, yeah. It's probably better that way. But would have been even cooler if he was like. I don't think he has the ability to do that. I don't think Little Rivers has that big ocean voice. Oh, that's an ocean voice? A lot of these songs are very short. Like two minute. This song was, uh, we just yeah stopped at two minutes and three seconds. I think Weezer is a very punk mentality, but like. Not necessarily a punk delivery. Yes, exactly. Like the writing style. But this is still young. This is college days. So still within that, you know, fuck authorities and fuck things. I don't have anything figured out. I just feel everything. And it's blinding and overwhelming. And I was, and I had a huge hit. And like, I, I wasn't mentally stable before that huge hit. And now I had a huge album. And now I'm even more mentally unstable. And I need to go back to college because my mom is mad. Maybe he just thought that it was important to also have a Harvard degree because you never know what's going to happen. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's the backup plan. Yeah. uh, (laughs) What an interesting backup plan. My backup is that I went to Harvard. Yeah, what a prissy little bitch. (laughs) I wonder what he actually got his degree in. I think that would be interesting information. Uh, What do you think it was? Some sort of psychological sadness? That he got his degree in rock and roll. (sighs) God damn it. He probably got his degree. It's like, let's see, Harvard. 
I'm going to say it's something like a business. Like accounting, finances, something with numbers. Really? Yes. Okay. Or an architect. Oh, that's right. There are um, some of his depression also. I forgot about this. I had read this earlier. Also came from, it says that he was born with equal length legs, but as he grew to his full height, his left leg grew nearly two inches shorter than his right. So he did actually have surgery on his legs also. Huh. And uh, some of the songs on this are like after him recovering and wanting to live the good life and such. So I think that's interesting. So he got he was Zappa. Remember that Zappa had a leg that was longer than of course. One of my legs is shorter than the other. Both of my feet too long. Of course I remember that. I am not. Um, Can't find out what he was Harvard editing for. Unless I just skipped over it and didn't see it. I don't know. Why it wouldn't... Oh, yeah, he also took a vow of sexual abstinence from 2004 until he got married in 2006. So he took a two-year celibacy. Does that mean no cranking either? Usually, yeah. Oh. Her name is... Tokyo. Tokyo? No, just kidding. That's where he proposed to her. Okay. He married Kayoko. Kayoko. She sounds Asian. Yeah, he fell in love with the girl across the sea. I, there's a song about that on this album as well. Mm. And we are actually ready for that song right now, Across Let's the Sea. Okay, next song. I don't need to hear anything about the sea. Sea is scary. It's not about the sea. It's The title is, and it makes me think of the sea. Oh, and he talks about his favorite band, Kiss, and this album, or this song. I think it's this song. I could be wrong. He, he is feeling in this album. You can, it's like dripping out of his mouth. Yeah, I don't think it's this song where he's like, My favorite rock group, Kiss. <laughs> Wait, it's gotta be. He was just talking about my favorite food. Why would... <laughs> Because it doesn't have the same melody. So there's another song where he says something else about his favorite something else? Yeah, I think that when you write songs, you can talk about a plethora of things that you enjoy in different songs, Sam. You can't say it in the same way, though. Like, this one I'm going to talk about my favorite food is uh, lobster. And then the next one is my favorite sport is basketball. Do you want some asshole from a small town in Indiana trying to dictate how you can write your songs? Yes, it's me. I dictate how I write my own songs. You're a nightmare. Like the band, the greatest band of all time, Lit, said, I am my own worst enemy. Uh, You might be one of mine as well. (laughs) They also came in through the window last night. I couldn't get through any window in this. I guess I could in the front. I couldn't. This song's kind of a bore for me. It's not a great song. I mean, I would consider it also a snooze. Why are you so far away from me? Yeah. It, it seems, it sounds lazier. It sounds like. Didn't care much about it. Sometimes there's like energies on songs. That you can sort of feel. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not getting that from this. I'm getting a sleepy feel from this. And now there's a filler riff. Even this riff sounds like a filler riff to me. It sounds big, which is weird for them. It's more like the arena rock sound. I like the bass work. There's a guy doing a bunch of slides. Uh-huh. There's a real cool guy revving his engine going down the street. I wonder if he's your nephew. Probably. I When I see people revving on the street... Or cousin. I don't all know I think of is... Man, I wish I could be that cool. How do I get to be that cool someday? You can cut half of your penis off and make up for it by pollution. And um, even more pollution. You get the big truck and then you specifically spit out just big plumes of black smoke. Hell yeah. I'm also going to take swigs of oil and just spit it out the window. <laughs> what man do? That's what men do? That's what men do. They just spit oil. They put oil we, in their mouth. We swig 5W30 and then we spit it out the window. Gross. Going, going 60 miles per hour no matter what. Whether the speed limit's 20 or 70 miles an hour. Oh, did you hear that vocal play there? I did. It's fantastic. What's this song called? Across no, the no, sea. No reason at all. I know why. <laughs> uh, this is like the most was sounded one so far to me, too. <laughs> it's just very boring. It feels like a filler. And it's what we hear right before we get to the three singles. So it's interesting that something so... I don't know if it's meant to make you more excited for what's next. Oh, maybe. Let's put this Matthew Lullard right before here. What are you talking about? There was a lull in the thing, and I called it Matthew Lullard. Get it? I mean, yeah, but it wasn't good. (laughs) If you want me to be honest with you. (laughs) I think it's time that we take a break. We are actually halfway through this album. It's probably going to be a shorter episode, I would think. And um, we'll be right back shortly. We're back. This is the off the next album. I got my ass wipe. You got your big cheese. I got my hash pipe. So, did he actually like hash? Does he think that's a thing, or he just said it? It's not just a thing. Cool, cool. Now, what's the ass wipe line? Um, maybe, maybe since he likes Asian women, he considers his bidet his ass wipe, and it's very important to him. And maybe the most important things to him are cheese, his bidet, and his hash. I'm not going to argue with his priorities. (laughs) I'm fine with that. Another question, you're going to get mad because I asked too many questions. 
Is it ass? It's not that. It's just that you ask questions like you think I know about pop into my head. the band. Shoot out. Well, you have a phone. You could look up things yourself. Nah. Um, nah. Is it ass? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> is it ass? <laughs> is it yeah. Is it ass wipe or is it ass swipe? I'm pretty sure it's ass wipe. You know that thing that you're being I, right I now? I don't know what you just said, though. You sound like it's an ass swipe. No, it doesn't. It's, I, you need to clean your goddamn ears out. You're not able to hear anything that I'm saying. You can you, you say ass wipe right now. You are an ass wipe. <laughs> Here we go. I had to pull the lyrics up because you always have questions for me. And you refuse to look anything up for yourself. Here we go. Now I have to read, so it shut adds, up. It adds dramatic tension. <laughs> it's not even big cheese or ass wipe. What? I'm very upset about this. <laughs> God. As far as I'm concerned, it's always been ass wipe, big cheese. It's none of those things. It's I've got my eyes wide. I've got your big G's. What? What? <sighs> Okay, is it one of those deals where he's saying ass wide, but he said it's, it's eyes wide, guys? Oh, yeah, eyes wide. What a piece of shit. <laughs> you abide by me and my taste, Rivers Cuomo. Ass wipe is way better. Yeah, you got. Yeah, I'm very disappointed that's not what's actually happening. Although, I got my eyes wide makes way more sense than I've got my ass wide. It depends on what you're talking about. Maybe he's at a festival and he's not able to shower for three days. And it's like, well, what are you going to do about, you know, your little poo hole? And he's like, well, don't worry, because I got my ass wipe and I've got my big cheese. And hey, guys. Damn it. I got my ass pipe, too. It's the only thing I care about anymore. I don't care about wide eyes. I don't care about big G's. I don't know what that means. If I'm going to a festival, I'm glad to hang out with a guy who's got ass wipes. And a hash pipe. That's my guy. He can keep the cheese. I'm fine without it. But well, I'll be there munching on that cheese. <laughs> you, let me, let you, me munch on your cheese. Using those ass wipes for sure. <laughs> All right, let's get back into this. Oh God! What? I was gonna. I thought of those fucking what? those Woodstock '99 porta potties, and they were all just rolling around and pissing shit. <laughs> They're so dumb. They're literally like four feet away from the porta potties in a puddle. Like, look at me. It was like in between the porta potties. <laughs> it was disgusting. Just plopping on their stomachs and huge puddles of piss and oh, shit. They're fucking idiots. With their mouths open, getting you gonorrhea. Shit. <laughs> That's a, everyone got the clap that way. Gonorrhea of the throat. Ah, disgusting. Sorry to derail it again, but I had to bring that That's up. That's what you do best. That's what I like to do. I think if you had a... Uh, if you were, you know, a train conductor... Choo-choo, yes. You'd probably find a way to fuck it up on purpose. You'd be like, hey, hey, I'm going where I'm not supposed to go. I, <laughs> I, I'd tell my little uh, side helper, slow it down real slow. I'm going to run alongside of it, and I'm going to get ahead, and I'm going to put quarters in the track. Here we go, buddy! Let's move along to this album. We will finally hear some singles here. Let's start with The Good Life, which was their second of three singles. Hey! 
I don't know. I like. I love the singles. I will say that I love this song. Always have. So this is yeah. This is him after his uh, leg surgery. Oh, okay. And he's just like, yeah, who's that funky dude staring at me? Like he has this newfound confidence, and he's ready to. <laughs> he's ready to walk. He is ready to dance. He's ready to fuck. Who's that funky dude? That's really funny to me. Who's that funky dude? This is one of the songs that I had heard in your car before. Yeah, this, for me, this is a classic Weezer song. I don't really remember this as a single, though. I just know it more because of you. I don't know any of these songs as singles from this album, honestly. That multiple vocals thing. Don't even care if they sync up. Uh-uh. It's that, like a, it sounds like a one take. Yeah, that gives it that erratic, like, raw sound. Mm-hmm. Chicken booty making sweet love all the <laughs> night. This is definitely a, uh, a dancing song, it sounds like. Chicken booty making sweet yeah, love all yeah. the night. <laughs> it just seems like a group of nerds seeing Weezer... During this song, they would all just be moving their shoulders. Yeah, and like just doing that little mini jump up and down. Screw this crap, I've had it. I've had it. <laughs> this is the song that it's like. I'm a pig. Yeah, of I'm course. A- of course, every Mormon I knew listened Excuse to Weezer. Me if I drool. <laughs> I um, and this is this is a big topic right here. He wants sugar in his tea. I'll never forget when Nickel P found out that I like sweetened tea. And when he found out that I put sugar in cereal and unsweetened cereal when I was a kid, he thought that that was like complete white trash. (laughs) And it made me feel bad about myself. (laughs) I never sugared cereal, but I think we always bought really sugary cereal. Yeah, your mom probably wouldn't have just bought you regular Cheerios. No. She bought regular Cheerios for herself. She liked the frosted mini wheats. Yeah, I do too, but those tear me up. Those are fiber central. Oh, like tear your butt up? Yeah. Things that are super high in fiber and that contain calcium when you are consuming that. Not calcium, but the dairy. Mm. The enzymes. Do you like this little swoon part where it goes kind of... feels like an island sound to me. Well, their next album also had that horrible Island in the Sun song. Do you remember that song? Do, 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 hip, hip. Okay. On an hip, island hip. in the sun. Weren't the Muppets Love in that plan. video? No. no. Okay. I don't think so. No, that was a different song from the Green Album. This song is, uh, this one has the energy that that song earlier, the C one, remember I was talking about, it's like, it just feels like they're just lazy on this one. They're not even like, it doesn't feel like they're on top of the beat or like going for it. This song does. Yeah. There's an energy that's in everyone's playing in vocal performance Uh that feels like they're excited to record this. it felt like the other song was a task to record. Like, yeah, God, we got to do this one. But this one was like, oh, we get to do this song? Especially that little end right there. Mm-hmm. That'd be, if I had, 
written that song or I played on that song, that would be my favorite part right there. Well, one thing I read is that with not having a producer and the fact that they went into the studio not really knowing exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, it allowed them a lot of just kind of wild creativity. And that really, I think shows through on this album that you don't get otherwise because everything else is just tighter and cleaner. I'd like to know how much, uh, because they probably still had an engineer. I'm sure. This is recording to tape, so they didn't teach themselves to roll the tape. Mm -hmm. You got to know how to wind that shit and things like that. I wonder how much the engineer interfered like, dude, that's not going to (laughs) work. Like, I imagine them actually trying to mic up drums and stuff and they get out like, a, drum, a mic that is just not for that. Yeah. And they just got lucky, maybe, you know? Or if the engineer was like, kind of steered him in directions, like, no, you still want to use the, the this for this and this for this. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it, it could go really bad if a guy could write a song, but if he's never recorded or anything and he just goes blind into a studio, <laughs> it could go really bad. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> It could come out, like, unlistenable, you know? Where did you put the microphone? The back of the fucking guitar cabinet? Yeah, I thought that's how it worked. I thought it sounded cool in there, man. So All you, muffled and stuff. You know on a guitar cab, like, when I would play shows, right? Okay. There's the top part. Yes. The head. And then there's the speaker part. That's the cab. Yes. You mic the speaker when you get mic'd up for a live show. Uh, I've seen a picture of a dude who's mic'd up the head of the guitar. Oh, cool. Cabinet, as if that's where the sound comes out. Real smart people out there, Michelle. You probably got paid for the, to do that job, too. Probably got it turned up really high, too, so it didn't sound right. <laughs> He's, like, turning the mic all the way up. I'm not getting anything! Oh, my God. It <laughs> sounds so far away! <laughs> I thought I did it right. Turn your amp up. I know I did it right. It's your fault. What'd you do? All right. So let's move along to the next song, which was the first single. I honestly had no idea the song was ever a single, but I enjoy this song. Let's listen to El Scorcho. I like the name. El Scorcho. I like this because it's weird sounds. I can't I love the first line and always have. God damn you half Japanese girls You do it to me every time He's got a thing for them half Japaneses And the redhead said just shred the cello And I'm Jello baby Listen to him rhyming like he's in fucking Beastie Boys <laughs> This is like a little rap Yeah Come down the street and dance with me He's even got like a little Lower rap attitude voice too. Ooh. Oh, he's got some angst he's in there. He's a dangerous boy. <laughs> Who's that guy in the leather jacket across the street? Oh, that's RC Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> RC Cola. Tasty taste. It goes flat really quick, so you got to drink basically the whole can in one drink, but. I asked you to go to the Green Day concert, but you said you never heard of them. There's no way that someone in 1996 hadn't heard of Green Day. There's no way that that's... You are correct. And if they said that, they're just trying to be cool. I haven't even heard of that. I listen to real punk bands like AFI. (laughs) 
I'm just gonna pretend I don't even know what's going on in the world because I don't like it. I pretend like I don't know what's going on in the world all the time, just so I don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I know, then your eyes get big and annoyed when I talk about things sometimes. <laughs> That's not true at all. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. Yeah! Mosh pit time! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't get Weezer like this ever. I wish I did. This is like what I want Weezer to be, is that. <laughs> I agree. I like my Weezer to be a little more like that as well, even though I enjoy other Weezer. I wish like right now was as soft as they got, or as happy as they got, was just then. Because <laughs> I loved his little punk voice. <laughs> he was like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> There's a lot of times where they have kind of a no effect sound in just like the same the way they play. Yeah. It's just no effects has that fat mic has that fat mic voice, so it sounds more rugged, you know. I love this part. Even though it's cheesy. I'll bring home the turkey and you bring home the bacon. <laughs> I like that part before where he's like Oh yeah, I love those parts. Honestly, I think they, I think they had a lot of personality. I think it's silly that he was all for this until people didn't like it, and then he was like, "Oh, it's so embarrassing. I hate it. It's garbage." And then he was interviewed like a handful of years later after fans changed their mind, and it became like a cult classic. And he's like, "It's a great album." Well, <laughs> it's like, okay. come on, dude. I was gonna say this earlier, and I forgot about it. Maybe that's when I spaced earlier. Do you think maybe he had such a negative reaction to its release because he was being very vulnerable in the songwriting? So then, when it wasn't when it wasn't received well, it was it wasn't just a hit on like a face value. It was a hit inside. Like, I actually like put my fucking real heart and soul into this. Buddy Holly was just a bullshit song I wrote. That happens. Yeah. The last song, uh, the last album that Justin Timberlake did, he got absolutely destroyed by critics and such. But for him, it's like the, the his he considers it, it his best because it's the most personal and he did the most work on it. So. And he knows he's still got hits. He doesn't have to worry. Oh yeah. <clears throat> he's still bringing sexy back. <laughs> And he didn't even write that Can't Stop the Feeling song. So there are other hits out there waiting for him to sing as well. Ah, that farmer of hits. I'm only going to whisper from here on out to the podcast. Good. I might not need to hear it as much. We have one more. Interrupt even more. Single. We'll move along to this. Pink Triangle. Pink oh, it's ten. this song where he's like, my favorite rock group kiss. You'll hear it. I love it when you sing Because he sounds like he's trying to be angsty when he says kiss. kiss. And then he also says, I might have smoked a few in my time, but never thought it was a crime. I remember that line. This song is about falling in love with a girl and not realizing that she was actually a lesbian. I remember that line in this song, too. And I, for the longest time, because I never actually looked into it, wasn't sure if it was him... If it were was actually just a true telling of the situation, or if it was him just being like, fuck you, I like you, and you don't like me, you're a lesbian. Oh, 
But, yeah, but it same. wasn't that. It was that she actually was a lesbian, and he just he just didn't pick up on it. But then again, everyone said my friend Bobby was gay, and I still had a crush on him, and asked him out, and he said no. But then he <laughs> dated a girl for like a year almost, and then realized he was definitely gay after that. Um. Oh, and the pink triangle on her sleeve. I also didn't understand this. This was something that I think they did. I could be wrong, but this may be how they labeled people in internment camps. And, like, lesbians took it back as, like, an empowering symbol over time of, like, the pink triangle being a a gay lady symbol. So they would put that sign on people who were gay. I'm going to say that this is a literal thing. It's not just... She didn't like me, so you're a lesbian. I'm going to say this was a literal. <laughs> no, it was literal. Okay. I just wasn't sure. Okay. And then I looked uh, it up, oh, and it confirmed. said that. All right. I always also liked, everyone's a little queer. Why can't you be a little straight? <laughs> I never I didn't hear that. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong constantly about that. My favorite rock group, Kiss. I can't fucking place the song at all. I thought it was this song, but I could be wrong. I don't even remember. We always talk over things. It's a podcast. It's for talking. And now there's no talking. (laughs) We're just listening to the music, bro. I knew it was little guitar solo time, I guess we're going to call it. I'm yawning. I'm sorry. You should keep that to yourself. No, I wanted to be angry. The way you make other people sleepy and you just transfer that to them. We don't want to make people sleepy. Hey guys, go to sleep. Go back to bed. Oh, it's the big moment right here. Oh, I really mean it. My favorite rock group's kiss. Uh, you reminded me that, you know, talking about earlier, was it literal? Aren't guys the fucking worst that do that where they're like, hey, baby, how ba- hey, baby, what's going on? And they're like, they show no interest in it. You fucking bitch, you're ugly anyway, you fucking whore. Like, what? Yep. <laughs> it sure does happen. That is more of a... I think I saw that once in real life. Say that again? I feel like I heard somebody say something to some girl when I was out in like public. Okay, yeah, it's it's in the garage, which actually might be on their very first album, is the song I keep thinking of. Because he's like, I got posters on the wall, my favorite rock group kiss. I've got Ace Freely, I've got Peter Chris waiting there for me. Yes, I do. <laughs> and I'm letting this go into the next song, Falling For You. Because it kind of goes into it on its own, so just let it happen. But we are finished with the singles. We're nearing the end of the album. We only have one more song after this. Still have that angsty, uh, emotional, whiny rock. Yeah, this one definitely... Last couple of the songs have felt less emo. And this one sinks back in. 
six pack and like that. Too much to say, my baby. I'm afraid I'm falling for you. It's just boring to me. I don't like it. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's always, it's never stood out as like a positive song for me. Well, this, to me, that part that does that weird chord changing. Yeah. That feels like a riff that a guitar or whoever wrote it. It's fun to play and it's cool, but it doesn't. It kind of like missteps in your brain. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it kind of fucks with your head a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know if it serves the song. Okay, I see what you mean. Like when it comes up again, because I think it does. It just kind of like... I don't know. It just kind of throws a fucking bump in the road. But if it was its own song, and it's, that was like the main riff, I'd be into it. Like right here. That's not terrible. It's just... No, this... That they're doing a lot of that. Like I would have, if I would have written it, I would have done it less because I feel like it just stutters you too much. Yeah. It's, this song sounds big, like it's meant to sound big. I was getting ready to say, especially in a song that seems like you're supposed to be going on a journey with the way it sounds like. It sounds like you're fucking Frodo going for the goddamn ring. You shouldn't be stuttering. Should be tripping on tree branches. Tree branches? Yeah. When we were golfing today, we got stuck behind a tree, and I called it a tree's aster. <laughs> Did your friends like it? They looked at me and gave me that look like. That actually wasn't funny, but you know it wasn't, so it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Freak of me. If I would have said it like this, man, that's a tree's aster. Everyone would have been like, what? But if you say it like this, man, now that's a tree's aster. Then you're like, oh boy. Yep, I, I feel that a lot. This is just kind of a like an easy listening song. It's a filler. You said, I think you said it already. It's a filler. I didn't say that word ever. Not in this song. I said it on Across the Sea. Taco Bell uses fillers in their tacos. Horse meat. Mm, what? Horse meat? Yeah, What bitch. the hell are we complaining about then? We could eat horse? I don't know why. It's still technically meat. I'd eat horse steak. It's not like it's, you know plant that's pretending to be meat yeah the worst thing ever (laughs) i think it's weird that they're like we have we make the plant look or the plant burger look like it's bleeding so you still have that effect like it's bleeding (laughs) it's like isn't that exactly what vegans and vegetarians don't want they don't want the look of blood in their meat i think when you're getting into that world you're trying to convert people that do love the blood (laughs) That's true. The blood. I will say this. If they figured out how to make burgers and steaks and shit out of plants, and I can't tell, I'm all about it. But so far, it is not anywhere near a real goddamn burger. Have you ever tried an impossible burger? 
No. Then how could you possibly know? <laughs> I loved the wordplay. I'm right. just going to say it right now. People are always like, Coke Zero tastes just like your regular Coke. No, it fucking doesn't. Oh, and people who are like Dr. Pepper, uh, Diet Dr. Pepper tastes exactly like Dr. Pepper. Get the fuck no, out of here. No, it fucking doesn't. Dr. Pepper tastes like syrup. If you think it does, then your taste buds are dead. Mm-hmm. Then you and I do not have the same mouth. Oh, I think that's pretty obvious. Oh. I might fart. <laughs> that was a sweet sounding one. All right, we have one last song to listen to. And it's Butterfly. Oh, wait. I thought it was this. I'm a butterfly. Sugar, baby. That was definitely Weezer. Their biggest single. <laughs> this song. Shifty Shell Cuomo. The song has always been a snooze for me. My sister always liked it. Because he sounds like he's a total puss. He's like, I accidentally killed a butterfly. Wah. Grow up, bitch. Uh, yeah, but this is also... I mean, I don't like this song, but I could see a girl being like, Oh, he's, he's, he's playing the guitar. Oh, he's a mother. You think Rivers gets the, the sort of reactions from women? Oh my God, he's playing the guitar. Nerd women, yes. Nerd women see him with a guitar talking about, Oh, I feel so bad about killing a butterfly. Yes. They slip on the floor from where they were standing. Gross. Because <laughs> he's got- I instead married someone who writes songs that are more akin to stomping on butterflies <laughs> and bathing in their carcasses. Yep. I try not to write like that anymore, though. I found old notebooks with like old lyrics in it and stuff. Does it embarrass you? It, yeah, it does. It's like really amateur. It's really just like I'm trying to be dark, bro. It's and it's violent towards like women sometimes in a way that I don't appreciate anymore. That it doesn't feel right because mm-hmm. it was just like I was in a cannibal corpse so heavy, and I didn't think of it like I actually hate women. I was just like, well, in horror movies, the monster kills women, so I'm gonna describe killing a woman. But now I do not take that road. I don't necessarily want to leave be on that road. I like to write things more psychological now. The torment in your head. Makes sense. It is probably something that reaches more people than some physical horrific moment. Yeah. And, you know, Cannibal Corpse has done it 80 million times. It's their thing. Let them do it. Also, Why do we need to do it again? Guar does shit like that, too. Yeah, but Guar kills and rapes everything. <laughs> Including dogs. This song's uh, a snooze. snooze? (laughs) Wow! (laughs) I would be very embarrassed. Like, I wrote this song. I put so much heart into it. I I release it. Here you go, world. Here's my heart. Hey, this kind of sucks. Oh, no, my heart. Basically, yeah. But <laughs> thankfully, we are finished with that album. And oh. we are now to the part of the podcast where it's actually time to go over some questions. It's time to go over some questions. It's time to go over some questions. Oh, I've got the Kobe Wobbles. 
long that's going to go on. Oh, dying down. There we go. Why did I choose this album? It was something that I... Uh, I don't know. It was just kind of an off-the-cuff thought. I was looking for ideas. I saw a Weezer Blue album that I had made a note of, and I just decided to do this instead. There wasn't really a whole lot of thought behind it. What do I think you thought when I gave it to you? Okay. No excitement. No necessary... uh, I I assumed you weren't, like, bummed about it because you knew it was going to be easier than some things what was your judgment prior to listening to it my judgment was a slight bit of excitement because weezer is one of those bands much like foo fighters or nirvana or any of those bands where i'm like i feel like there's potential for me to like this i don't know why it never breaks through but maybe maybe Weezer isn't a band where they are an album band for you. That could be it. That you really would need to just be like, I like these few songs from each album or whatever. And that, then that could be it. And that that's fair. I think that's definitely how I've uh, lived my life with a lot of artists who I've maybe listened to some things and over time, like, yeah, that's really not really for me, but I really like those like three songs. There you go. Cherry pick them out. I'm sure the band would appreciate you listening to three songs over zero songs. I would think so. I know I'd rather have people listen to two of my songs than 20 of them. Please, somebody listen to one song. Than 20? You'd rather people only like two instead of enjoying 20, is what you just said. No, if they would, but I'm saying, like, better two than zero. All right, so how many times did you listen to this album? I listened to this three and a half times. Okay. I started it. A half and then never finished it. All right. I listened All at work to a while ago. This four times myself. Four. Okay. Myself. So least and most favorite songs. When it comes to the song that I think Sam likes the least, I'm going to say Across the Sea because that was a song that you asked me about and I know that we both kind of fell. We were in the same area of not liking it. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. Wow, that is a great guess because I did ask you what the song title was. The worst fucking song on this album is that last goddamn song. Butterfly. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sugar Baby. It reminds me of the asshole that brings a guitar to the party. That's kind of why I said, like, I just see, like, dumb girls who know fucking nothing just... With their head in their fucking, like, hands. Just look at him. Because I've seen it at, like, parties every once in a while. And I've been like, that guy sucks. He messed up that chord. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> but he's got a nice chin. That's what it is. <laughs> Poor chinless Sam. Poor jealous chinless Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you think my least favorite song is? Uh, That one. That same one. I don't see how it couldn't be. And it's it really sure the only song that you were like really down on. <clears throat> yeah, I would agree. There are songs that I don't think are very strong on here, but I have always disliked Butterfly. And my sister would always be like, it's not that bad. And she it would ain't sing that it. Good either. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. So Sam's most favorite song. This one's kind of tough for me. It was tough for me. Um because I assume it would be something with a little more angst, perhaps. And I might even not have it right still. <laughs> um, fuck, man. I'm going to guess 
Shithole. That's a song. Sam's favorite song on this album. I'm just going to say Get You. I have no idea. Uh, well, I'm going to need your help here. Okay. What song is it where it goes... Like it goes that real punk sound for a while there. And I was like, yeah, this is what I want Weezer to be all the time. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know what it is. I don't know what song title it is. That's okay. <laughs> I thought you would know. Yeah, you know that part that goes... Bam, 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 it's that real punk sound part. I don't know, Sam. Damn it. I don't know what it's called. Okay, so Sam doesn't have an answer, I, I guess. I do. God damn it. I don't, know. I don't know, but I got a guess for you. Um, I'm going to actually guess for you that it might... Is it El Scorcho? Did they go real punk there for a second? Yeah. Oh yeah, this one. There you go. El right. Scorcho. El Scorcho. That's the best one. Plus, it's got that... It's, it's just an interesting song all around during the whole time. Okay. And that's also my guess for you is El Scorcho. Definitely correct. Yeah. Like this part is just so weird. El Scorcho. <laughs> Hi, Cara. And yeah. then, yeah, I need my first line. It's and almost that's it. Primus notes that they're choosing there. Yeah, it's always been silly, and I've always enjoyed it. I always liked the the punky breakdown as well. Uh, how old was I when I first started listening to this? I would say uh, maybe like 19. I wasn't, I don't think I was listening to Weezer in school too much. I could be wrong, but my guess is like 19 ish. Gotcha. When did you see them? Um, it would have been around the same time, 1920. That might have been when your friend group was like really digging on Weezer then. Yeah, we were big Weezer Foo Fighter fans. And that was the package, wasn't it? And actually, Jesse went with Bobby, Sharon, and myself. And there may have been someone else, but Jesse actually went along with us for it. Was it Foo Fighters and Weezer? Mm Mm-hmm. It was a Foozer tour. And when did you see the Red Hot Chili Peppers? That would have been within the same year. I don't know if they played with somebody else big, too. I don't really remember much about it. I know that we didn't have seats that were that far away. At all from the stage, but I remember almost nothing from the show, and I wasn't like drunk or anything. <laughs> I have I, I barely remember any shows I've ever been to. I just I was probably like nineteen, so I wasn't of legal age to be drinking in public anyway. Yeah, and I think, yeah, the venues are not easy. They don't sell to minors. Oh, and I would. I I was never one of those people who tried. Would even try? No, I'm not. I'm not a good liar. I can't pull that shit off. Hey, can I have a beer? I say things weird sometimes now as a 35 year old that people will, they will card me because they don't trust that I'm of age because I say it weird. Or, I, or like my, a, or my mind goes blank. Can I have a uh, mar- mar- margarita? No. Don't make me sound like a fucking... Can I have a Madrid? <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. Uh, how did I originally feel about this? I always enjoyed this album. I'll say that. And would I recommend it today? No. Okay. I wouldn't. I don't know anyone who whose musical taste would be enlightened or strengthened by adding 
Weezer. <laughs> that was simultaneously the most non-hurtful and hurtful things said about a band ever. <laughs> Sorry. I won't take it back. Uh, would you listen to this album again, Sam? Uh, no. Rate it zero to ten all over the rock and roll cats. I'll give it four and a half. Okay. It's cats. low on your list. It is low. I would probably personally only rate it about five and a half myself. That's surprising. I thought you were going to give it like a seven. No, I don't think it deserves to be that high. Oh, wait. We only go to 10. I think it's good, but it's not It's not like a great album. We only go to 10. Okay. It's just enjoyable. I'll stay at four. I forgot that our scale stops at 10. Well, where the hell did you think it went to? There's another podcast I listen to that their scale goes to 13. So that's what was in my head. <laughs> You need to be in the now, Sam. <laughs> we are here right now. Describe this album in one word. Uh, nerd. I'm saying, I'm saying, hmm, you're saying nerd. That's a, that just flew right off the, the old chrome I there. I can even give you another one that flew right off the chrome. Okay. Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say kiss. <laughs> it uh, completely didn't fit at all. It has nothing to do with this Ace album. Feely and Peter Chris. <laughs> uh, no, I would, I would just say feeling. There's Emotion. a lot of feeling in this. Gotcha. And it seems like the feeling is really leaned into. It's a very feelings I, sort I of vibe. I agree. I didn't even know the stories of you telling me like his... You know, putting it out there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I could tell, like, he's an emotional boy. <laughs> he's feeling some he's stuff right He's an emotional right little now. boy. He's a little boy. You can tell sometimes maybe the world feels like it's falling down on his head. <laughs> I would say so. And that's fine. I'm sure everybody feels like that all the time. <laughs> all right. So, Sam, we are finished with Weezer. What is actually next? My God, Michelle, you are not going to see this curveball coming your way. Am I going to be... Oh, my God. Okay. This is an album that I don't know. I'm diving into something to see what I think about it. Okay. And I'm sure you're more familiar with this album than I am. Okay. And the band has already been mentioned tonight. Okay. It's a little band called Nirvana. Okay. We're going to listen to... Fuck, I forgot what it's called. (laughs) Bleach? No, because... Never mind. Oh, really? I, did, I was going to do Bleach, but I found out Dave Grohl doesn't drum on that one. So I went to the next one. Because you want Davey. I want to hear Dave Grohl hit those fucking skins. Yeah, Dave Grohl is wonderful. So we're doing Naked Baby cover, Never Mind by Nirvana. Interesting. I never would have seen this coming in a hundred years. You told me I had to think of an album, and I, of course I hadn't been prepared. I didn't even know I had a week to do it. And I, I dug deep into what I wanted to do, and it was... Do something new. I have nothing against going blind into things, which we've done a handful yeah, of times. It's always been you, I think. Usually with like Crispin, Crispin Glover, Glover. That's what I thought of first. And uh, Corey Feldman yeah. and stuff like that. And all those, are, it seems like it's been mostly novelty albums that we mm-hmm. do the dive in. So I want to do a dive in something that's actually supposed to be monumental. Monumental. In the music world. Wow. I, again, never would have seen According this coming. To but I think it's interesting. Yeah. All right. We're done. Thank you, everyone who listens. Uh, keep listening, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we always appreciate when you're here hanging out with us. Uh, I'm sorry if sometimes we're politically incorrect. We're just stupid people. 
Kiss. <laughs> had to hear that. But thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. We'll be back with uh, Nirvana. (laughs) Bye. Bye.